Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On this episode of the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Layman, presented by Riverwind Casino. It's the biggest recruiting weekend of the year for OU football, so we talk some Champ U barbecue. In Football Guys Talking Basketball, we discuss all the big NBA storylines, the KD game, Chris Paul, and Kawhi, and we give you our winners and losers of the week. Please download and subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, and write us a good review. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search Oklahoma Breakdown on any of those, and you'll find us. All right. Our man, Michael Hostie, will kick this thing off. It's time for the Oklahoma Breakdown. It's beautiful Thursday, June 17th, and you're listening to the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino. Riverwind is Oklahoma City's premier casino experience, and your health and safety are Riverwind's number one priorities. There are so many reasons why Riverwind is consistently voted OKC's number one casino, but it all starts with their amazing variety of gaming thrills and excitement. Riverwind's beautiful, award-winning environment plays host more than 2,800 of the latest electronic games with a huge selection of table games, including Blackjack, Blackjack Match, Roulette, and Teddy's favorite, Craps. No matter what your game, Riverwind has it in spades and hearts. And Fridays in June from 6 p.m. to midnight, you can win your share of $80,000 in cash and bonus play in Riverwind's $80,000 summer vacation promotion. That is a lot of money. If you need help finding your way, just visit Riverwind.com, Riverwind Casino, simply the one. Now we're recording this on Wednesday night. Please remember to leave us a five-star review on Apple. On a, Apple. Apple? What? We're off to a hot start. Here we go. We are going to do an episode of listener questions, a mailbag episode here in, uh, this week, I think, is kind of the plan. So please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and comment with your question. We will answer pretty much whatever. Doesn't have to be football-related, but 
Yeah, I think that that one is going to be fun, Ted. I agree. I can't wait for that a little change up. Going to be fun. Going to see what people want to want to hear about, want to know out there. Sure, there's going to be some awkward questions thrown in as well. Should be fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be great. I we have intelligent people that listen to this podcast, so I'm sure there won't be any stupid questions at all. <laughs> okay, let's start with the OU football stuff. I mean, that's. That's that's where we always start, and it is an incredibly important weekend for Oklahoma football. It is the most important recruiting weekend of the year, and that is the Champ U Barbecue that will take place in Norman. All kinds of recruits coming in town, but maybe the star of the show, Teddy Lehman, will be at the Champ U Barbecue. Teddy, no pressure, but... I expect you to get every single kid to commit, and I think the fan base now, knowing that you will be there, expects you to get every single kid to commit. So are you up to the challenge? Pressure is on. I'm up to the challenge. I'm going to have my sales hat on. going to be um, wheeling and dealing out there. No, not wheeling and dealing. That's the wrong thing to say. I'm going to be talking guys up, uh, trying to get them to uh, – Make that big decision. Go ahead and commit, big guy. Hey, don't be scared. It's fine. Come on in. Water's fine, brother. <laughs> that's I, I assume that's going to be a lot of fun for you, and it's it's really important. And the the Champion Barbecue has become one of the most important things when it comes to recruiting for Oklahoma football. And without having the spring game this year, this this year it becomes extra important it's a time for the coaches to try and develop relationships with these kids it's a time for these recruits to see the coaches away from football a little bit maybe see what they're actually like out of the building now it's still recruiting so the the coaches are you're gonna you know say what they need to say do what they need to do but Ted, don't you think that this more casual atmosphere, I, I think it's all geared around making the kids more relaxed and more comfortable and having it feel less formal? Maybe that's the best way to put it? Yeah, no, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. It's it's a fantastic way to do things. You know, whenever they started that early signing period, it totally changed the recruiting calendar. And instead of having the, the big visit period being during the fall when you're trying to get guys to sign in February, um, all of a sudden it changed. You need to have those visits happen before the season starts. And, the, and you know, campus visits during the fall, during the season are kind of the icing on the cake. But you've got to get the majority of your work done you know, way earlier than you used to. Uh, it's, it's, it's totally changed things. So I think this is a good opportunity to do exactly what you talked about. You know, get in front of the guys, uh, less formal, less structured, just kind of a hangout. It's is really what it is. It's a, it's a hangout. And I'll tell you what's interesting is these coaches on a typical year, they've already gone to these kids' high school. They've sat down with their coach. Uh, they may have had some type of, of contact like at a junior day or, or something like that. You know, they haven't even seen these guys face to face or met them or been to their high school. 
because we had that that year essentially where you couldn't go out and and really recruit. So it's going to have a totally different feel than usual. Maybe awkward. It's going to feel like maybe a seventh grade school dance or something uh, where everyone's just kind of like, do you go talk to them leave, or not? Leave room for Jesus. <laughs> so I, I, I think it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be cool. There's going to be a ton of people there. There's going to be a ton of former players. So there's a lot of moving parts, which means it's probably not all going to go as planned, but I still think it's going to be a great event. Yeah, sounds like there's going to be a lot of the OU guys that are currently in the NFL coming back to help, uh, and this is all – Within, you know, it, it's all legal with NCA rules. They're they're not doing anything nefarious there. Uh, they are just bringing back some really successful football players to uh, add to the recruiting pitch, which is a a very smart idea. So you you've got guys that aren't committed that are coming to the Champ U Barbecue, but you've also got guys that are already committed that are coming, like uh, Raleigh Brown the running back from modern day out there in California. You've got Kobe McKenzie, uh, the linebacker there from Lubbock. Uh, he'll be there. Uh, Demetrius Hunter. Is that our man? That's our man, Pancake Hunter, isn't it? Remember uh, that? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So uh, I think he's from Orange, Texas, right? He He's going to be there, and it sounds like he's already trying to help recruit some of these other offensive linemen. That's That's also so important because for the dead period, you know, we've talked about the coaches not being able to go see these kids. We've talked about the kids not being able to go on their recruiting trips, but also recruiting has very much become about relationships that these recruits develop along the way, Ted. And I, I think this is, this is a good opportunity for a lot of these kids that probably would have already run into each other in one way or another to finally get to meet each other and just <laughs> hang out and be able to gauge whether they could spend the next three to four to five years of their life with the, with a person. It is, it is really cool to, um, to meet some other guys that I'm sure you you've heard their names and, and maybe even seen some of their, their tape and stuff, done your own research, but it's cool to finally meet those guys and whether you're committed or not, you do kind of start to form somewhat of a bond with the guys that you're on your visit together with. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach, you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip, you ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new, you rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Like, do you remember who you were on your visit with at the same time? I, I remember, I basically, Drew Allen and I basically decided we were going to be roommates on my visit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it yeah. was, so, yeah, you, like, it's, it's one of those things where you definitely remember the guys you were on your visit with and that it's when the relationships start developing. It really is. Yeah, no, there's, there's no doubt about that. And we've seen in the past that, you know, that could be a big part of getting a really good class together. If you've got a couple of guys that are committed and, and they start turning into some of your best recruiters. Yeah. So there are some some big time guys that are going to be there that are not committed yet, and ton of attention is going to be on Malachi Nelson, right? Now he's he's the class of twenty twenty three, but five star quarterback from the state of California. Um, this is a guy that's announcing his commitment coming up here in the middle of July. And it seems like this is the guy that Lincoln Riley has circled as the guy that he wants in this recruiting class. Remember, Nelson is the number two quarterback ranked right behind Arch Manning. And if you if you watch some of Nelson's film, he he definitely got a little more athleticism than Arch. No offense, no offense, but this is a guy that looks exactly like the type of guy that Lincoln Riley wants at the quarterback position, Ted. Yeah, um, uh, tall, lean guy, big arm, can move, athletic. Uh, yeah, it's he. He's the next guy in the list. I mean, you've barely got your first five star recruit. Uh, he's a year in. You've got already got another five star recruit just showed up on campus, and here they are gearing up for uh, the next quarterback, the next five star kid that they're going to take. So. It's a conveyor belt right now, but you got to stay ahead of the game, man. And, and that's the that's the crazy thing about college football is you, you've you got to be thinking so far ahead. I mean, this is the – Malachi Nelson is the 2023 class. Like, that's a long time from now, and that's whenever he's just going to be signing, not whenever he's, you know, uh, starting. It's – you've got to be – thinking and preparing really far out and they've already been on him for a while now it's not like they're just now developing this this relationship so it's amazing it's amazing how they're able to find these guys really before they're even close to being fully developed as a high school player not even a college player it's nuts yeah recruiting's insane now i I mean it's just it's just insane couple other guys that are going to be at the Champion Barbecue. Uh, Gavin Sawchuck, which is an awesome running back name. He's the number two running back in the 2022 class. Ted, we've talked about how OU needs to get more talented in the backfield. And this is the type of guy that you know we're kind of thinking about. Remember Raleigh Brown, who's an extremely talented back, 
already committed, uh, also going to be there. So this, this, you're, you're hoping that, you know, with Brown and a guy like Sawchuck, that that's your, that's your new, you know, mixing and P Ryan type of situation. Now those guys, body types, maybe don't, maybe that's not a great comparison, but along those lines where you can get a one, two punch at running back in, in the same recruiting class. Yeah. Well, um, he's, he's got all the offers from all the top spots, Ohio state, Notre Dame, Alabama, Southern Cal. So that's who you're in company with right now. And I got to tell you, you've already seen it with Relief Brown, but the fact that they're in on uh, another guy of that caliber in the same class, that's difficult to do. And I've been talking about it. And in my opinion, this is where having DeMarco Murray on your staff and finally able to get him in front of recruits is going to pay off. Yeah. So we'll see if old DeMarco can get a commitment out of coffees for closers, DeMarco. What, what a name. Just walk up, walk up to DeMarco at the barbecue and go coffees for closers. (laughs) See, see how that, let, let me know how that goes. But it's also going to be a big weekend for Bill Bedenboe. A lot of offensive linemen. I believe 11 O-linemen uh, planning on making the trip to Norman this weekend. And that includes the big tackle from Bishop Gorman there in Vegas, Jake Taylor. It includes Malik Agbo, who's coming all the way from the state of Washington. I think they've got seven official visits. And... They're bringing in some of the big guns to talk to these kids. Yeah. Talking Trent Williams, Lane Johnson, Creed Humphrey. I mean, these are some very highly drafted and well-compensated offensive linemen to uh, put on the old sales pitch. That, uh, that, should be, that should be pretty effective. It's a, it's a big... Physical, highly paid group of guys. Like that is, that's an all. Uh, you want to talk about an all-star class? That's awesome to have all those guys together uh, chatting with recruits. Can you imagine that? I mean, on my official visit, we went to like a, a OU basketball game for like a the first half, and then went to like a a house party and it was during the bowl prep. So everyone was already gone. All the students were gone. Just a totally different feeling, right? Sounds awful. (laughs) Hey, it was the greatest time of my life up to that point. (laughs) I loved it. It was great. Now, Alex Grinch has ramped things up when it comes to recruiting on the defensive side of things, Ted, um, you know, this extremely well, but one name that kind of stood out to me when I was looking at some of the guys that are going to be there, Kenyatta Jackson, uh, the edge guy. Oh boy, does this kid look the part? Uh, he's a 2022 kid, uh, top hundred guy. The he is the type of player OU needs coming off the edge. I think already, you know, six five, two hundred and thirty pounds, still has plenty of weight to gain, uh, plenty of frame to fill out, but he's you know, OU's going up against the big boys for this kid, right? Bama, yep. Clemson, Ohio State. It's it's good that he's making the trip, right? But 
for OU to take the next step on defense. You know, we're we're talking be the best defense in the country, or at least in the conversation. This is this is one of those type of guys. Yeah. It's you know, I'm I'm looking at his offer list right now. It's it's Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Clemson. You're exactly right. And I think it says a lot that Oklahoma's in the ball game with those schools right now. A couple of years ago, defensively, not in the ball game with those with those guys. Right now, absolutely in the ball game. This defense is starting to catch some people's attention. You look at that length and the ability to run. That, that's exactly what they're looking for. That's what they've been preaching uh, since they got here. So that's awesome. And and we'll see. You know, you you come you. You pull off a really good event. You have some really good uh, former players there to chat with, and and you know you you get an opportunity to to sit down and talk with this staff, and you know let Jamar Kane go to work about you know what what he sees in you and and what you can do. I mean, I, you know, getting them here is the battle. You know, trying to get them here and and get them to the event. That's the battle. You know, once they're there. You know, the rest of it, you can, it doesn't necessarily sell itself, but it's not like, it's not like you're outclassed by anyone else. You know, you can, you, you can show these kids, you know, what the experience at Oklahoma is like and it's top notch. Yeah. And they, what they've dialed up the equipment sale during this thing, right. To, to create a little campus buzz is that that's on the same day, right? Oh, is that right? I don't, I don't, I didn't know that. So what do you mean, like, you can buy some of the game use stuff from a year ago or something? Yeah, you remember that that big equipment sale they always have? It's normally during the spring game. And, yeah, Saturday, June 19th, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., creating the campus atmosphere, baby, with the equipment sale. Very, very smart. Very well done. How much do you think it would cost to pay, like, 150,000 extras to just like mill around campus. You know, we will give you $5 an hour to just walk around. Here's a little bit of spending money. Just walk around. There's, you know, there's food trucks are going to be here and everything. Just, just be here. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Just be there. Just just create, create the vibe. Uh, there are, and I know this is going to get you excited, there are a couple big time safeties that it sounds like Ooh. are going to be there. 
Zion Branch, which is an awesome safety name. Uh, 6'3", another kid out of Bishop Gorman there in Vegas, a top 50 guy. You've got the Chase Biddle kid, who's another you know six-foot-plus kid from Garland. He's a top 100 guy. Teddy, I'm, I'm starting to see a pattern here from Alex Cranch. I, I think he has a type. You know, whenever you get on a roller coaster and there's like the cartoon character over there holding the, uh, the hand up, like you've got to be this tall to get on the ride. I think there's one of those outside the defensive meeting room. Like you've got to be six foot tall to get into this room, uh, from this point on, uh, that's who he's going after. And, you know, that's, that's another thing that they've talked about it at the edge position. They've talked about it at backer, but you know, no, nowhere more than in the secondary that they want more length. They want, want more size back there, a bigger, longer, more physical guy. I won't, I won't ask you to divulge any of the secrets, uh, any, any of the, uh, things that are going to go on, but just promise me one thing. Mm -hmm. You will brag about yourself. You will let these youngsters know how good you were at football. Promise me this, Ted. Uh, show, break out the film if you have to. Bring the butt yeah. kiss if you must. Let me let me show you guys a little something. Let me uh, let me put the film up here on the jumbotron while we're out here eating eating some dinner. No, um, I'm going to let my cornhole game do all the talking because they're going to have some bags out there. I think during the barbecue and. Be ready, fellas. Should it, which is interesting. Do I let them win? How does that no, work? No mercy. Okay. Show them. Be like this. This is what you do. You destroy them in bags. You walk over to them. Maybe you got one of the coaches next to you, and you go, mm, "I don't know if this guy's owe you material." <laughs> and see how he reacts. If he doesn't yep. challenge you to a rematch, get him out of here. Pull the All offer. Right. Don't need him. I'm going to do the coaches a favor. We'll see who's competitive and who's not, right? Get him That's going. Funny. I trust you. What what could go wrong? So I I like my I I feel good about my cornhole game against uh these recruits. My guess is cornhole's probably not their thing. That's that's an old guy thing. Yes. That is you you get to the caring less and drinking more phase of your life and that's when you really the start sports you play while holding a beverage you know exactly things that don't hurt <laughs> okay for our call your shot question we asked the listeners if there was one thing they could recommend that these recruits had to see or eat during the champion barbecue what would it be in uh, just in classic fashion, <laughs> Ryan Kitchens at Ryan Kitch. There's only one right answer here. Sugars Norman. Woo. You know, I'm just not sure if that would have the effect that you want it to. It's I, definitely a, um, a landmark. It's definitely something that, uh, are these kids 18 they're not 18 right yeah is that yeah, place some of them probably i don't know how old are high school juniors i don't know 17 right uh, 17 yeah you're probably right oh some of them are probably 18 they probably did the old clinton <laughs> held them back why, 
I feel like it that sugars it may not be that it, big of a factor, you know. It's <laughs> like you know, I don't know. Cheap beer. <laughs> Friendly people. I I don't know if that's what you want the recruits seeing. Hey, you never know though. Maybe maybe sugars <laughs> is improved. Uh we've got at Moby underscore Dick says sound dumb, but they got he says sounds dumb, but they gotta get a steak sandwich supreme while in town. Del Rancho. Huh. Is that a is Del Rancho unique to Oklahoma? I I have always thought it was only an Oklahoma thing. I could be wrong. Is it not? I don't know. The only places I've ever seen them awkwardly or strangely, I, I guess, is Norman and Tahlequah of all places. Those are the only two Del Ranchos I've ever seen and been to. They could be scattered everywhere. I don't know, but those are the only two I have knowledge of. Del Rancho, I'm only seeing I'm only seeing Oklahoma locations. I I I could be wrong, but the locations I'm seeing on the old Google machine, we've got Midwest City, War Acres, another Midwest City. Look at Midwest City, multiple Del Ranchos. How about Love you? It. Look at you go. Hey, I, Mustang. I will not, you will not hear me hate on a Del Rancho Steak Sandwich Supreme. It's no. fantastic. Delicious. Um, last one. This I thought this one was interesting. It comes from Brian Harvey at OKC Harvey on Twitter. He said, I'd have entertainment. Pay for a top musical artist for a private show geared towards the recruits and not old white people. Pull some strings and impress them. To Brian Harvey's defense, from his picture, he is definitely an old white person. So I I don't know if you can justify spending a ton of money on a musical act for kids that you, you, you don't know if you're going to come to your school and your, your fans that that's the whole point behind that musical act at the spring game is to also incentivize the fans and you'll have the recruits there both. I don't, I don't know that people fully grasp how expensive it is to have someone of any stature come in for a private event. Like you're talking like $250,000 type of deal. Depending I on would who it is, say, you can go way more than that. Yes, and, and hip hop, you know, just because they're, they're not, it's not as big of a production. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, can be a little cheaper. But if I, I saw someone suggest J Cole, I don't think J Cole's showing up for less than a million dollars. So yeah. it'd be hard to spin that while you, uh, your softball team's asking for a new stadium, right? Yeah, let's you know, let's I I see. I understand what you're saying, Brian, but it's just, uh, there, I don't know. Is there a musical act for this? Do you have any, any sort of information? Not that I know of, but that doesn't mean there's not I haven't heard anything. There's yeah, a bunch of things that are going on that, that I'm sure I'm not aware of. Um, it, it wouldn't shock me if there is, but here's the other thing, you know, even whenever you're talking about a group of kids that are, generally the same age you may find someone that half of them like and half of them can't stand you just never know is there any one musical act that everyone can agree across the board on post malone is pretty yeah 
universally. I, I think that's about that. Uh, and this is, this is how I know. Like I've, have you ever heard anyone that doesn't like Post Malone? I didn't like him for a long time. And I think it was just me on the fringe of being an old and trying to um, just scoffing at something that I didn't know or understand, or maybe just the appearance, but I like him now. Yeah. Okay. That's a great example. Uh, he's not coming for a, a Less lot than. of money. He just <laughs> he just spent like what was it one point five million dollars on diamond fangs to put into his mouth. I mean, you at least got to fund that. You at least got to fund the fangs to at get least. Post Malone to show up in Norman, right? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't have a great grasp of what it takes for which is musical. funny. It, it wasn't very long ago he was performing at Riverwind. Yeah. Right? Should should have brought him to the barbecue then. He could have yeah. done them both in one trip. That's right. Damn it. All right, Ted, let's move on to football guys talking basketball. But first, let's talk money. First Fidelity Bank is a full-service financial, financial institution based in Oklahoma with tailored solutions for all your personal and business needs. Checking accounts, saving accounts, home loans, and much more. They do it all. Whether it's online banking from your computer or mobile banking from your phone, everything is stress-free with FFB. Making mobile deposits, paying bills online, and moving money to different accounts could not be easier. First Fidelity Bank also provides free ATMs worldwide, making banking convenient wherever you are. They also give back to the community. FFB donates a total of more than $500,000 to local charities and educational foundations. Make your life easier and go bank at First Fidelity Bank. Visit FFB.com for more information. And make sure you send your kids to Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School. Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School has a long tradition of educational excellence. They know that children need to be in school and are doing everything possible to make that happen. With a 12 to 1 student to teacher ratio, no student is overlooked. Bishop McGinnis's college prep curriculum offers 22 AP courses. They also have athletics, clubs, anything you could ever want. If you want to provide the best possible educational and spiritual development for your children, contact Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School or visit bmchs.org. Financial aid is available. FGTB, football guys talking basketball. Wednesday was absolutely insane in the NBA. The news, it just kept coming. It started early, and then there'd be a new wave and a new wave. And I I really thought, Ted, that we were just going to get on here and talk about how great Kevin Durant was in that game. I mean, we're talking an all-time performance against the Bucks, But then all hell break. I mean, all hell broke loose. It, it the, the NBA just wouldn't stop. So well, let's start with Durant, and we'll talk about how amazing he was against the Buck. We'll also talk about how – no, let, okay, this is how I'm going to do this. Let's start with a football question. Teddy, you are you are one of the most football intelligent people <laughs> I know. Okay. In football, if if heading into a game, a corner had missed the entire week of practice and was a game time decision because he had an injured hamstring. In your opinion, what would an offense do knowing that? If I was an offense, 
I do a lot of things. Uh, I'd run at him quite a bit. Okay. Make him, make him have to come up and tackle. Uh, and then I'd let him get cold out there and stand around on a couple of plays running away from him and then take a guess at what I do next after he's been standing there on a couple of plays, then let it go, let it eat and make him work his butt off. You know, you don't want to let it get warm either. So you want to right out of the gate. Cause you go out there for warm ups. Then you go inside and you sit in the locker room for a while and you come back out and you're actually kind of cold. Let's test that sucker early. What do you say? I agree. And I think that's what anyone would do. That's not what the Milwaukee Bucks did to James Harden. <laughs> and I was sitting on my couch screaming. Not that not screaming, but my wife said I was screaming. I was raising my voice. I wasn't screaming. I could not believe that they did not attack James Harden. They didn't make him defend. He just got to you just got to sit there and stand in the corner with PJ Tucker. I was I was baffled. And I think it might I think it might get Mike Budenholzer fired no matter what happens the rest of this year because it was so like I'm not going to pretend like I'm a basketball genius, but the guy could barely get up and down the court. It's not like P.J. Tucker was stopping Durant. He was hitting everything. Put someone out there that will force James Harden to guard somebody. I, okay, maybe I was screaming. I couldn't believe it. It was, it was stunning. Stunning. And I don't yeah. coach basketball or play basketball for a living. Well, I, I would say that maybe their only theory is that you can't force someone to play defense that already absolutely refuses to play defense to begin with. So I don't know. Maybe they say it's better to, to put him over in the corner instead of having where he can allow the blow by and force a guy into a situation where helps cave in. I have no idea. I don't know anything about basketball, but it does seem odd I would, I would try to put the pressure on him and make him run back and forth across the formation, all kinds of stuff. It was, it was unbelievable. <laughs> Giannis didn't guard Durant at all. That makes no sense. And after the game, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll do it if I need to. Like, dude, what? You needed to. You, why haven't you been doing it every game of the series, at least for some stretches? But Durant was... I mean, he's the best player in the world. I don't know what else to say. And that was that was an all-time performance in my eyes. 48 minutes, every single minute, putting the team on his back. And goes for 49. Should have had 50 if he wouldn't miss the free throw. But to go for 49, what, 17 rebounds, 10 assists, that was one of the best playoff performances. You all, you, when you consider all the circumstances, that's one of the best playoff performances I've ever seen. It was, it was a brilliant basketball game by him. I mean, so fun to watch. Yeah, it was. Um, it it's not just one of the best playoff performances that you've seen. It's one of the best playoff performances that anyone's seen, considering the circumstances 
considering the fact that he was down a star and eight-tenths of another star on the team and really left there to kind of hold everything together. The fourth quarter that he had, what, 20 in the fourth quarter, hits that big three, I think under a minute to go, uh, buries a big three. He was just fantastic. And doing all of that, knowing that the pressure was on and everyone across the country, not that he was listening, I don't know if he was or not, but if we know Kevin Durant, we know he was. Everyone's putting the pressure on him. This is where we'll be able to tell what type of uh, basketball player he is and where he really stacks up. Not that that actually means anything, but it is added pressure, and boy, did he deliver. Yeah, people people were saying it was, right, this could be a legacy game for him. Well, I would, uh, I would say he, he delivered. There's no doubt. Even though Reggie Miller wants them to just rest for game six, it's, it was still, it, honestly, that's not the worst idea in the world, but the Bucks are, I don't know, man. I, uh, they're impossible to figure out. So, so that game happens. We all witness Durant's greatness. We're all getting mentally prepared to just talk about how awesome Kevin Durant is for a day. And then the Chris Paul news comes out and maybe this is the best way to ask this. Ted is, is Chris Paul cursed? (laughs) Do you think this man, like I, and we'll see what ends up playing out with this, but he's in the COVID protocol. He was vaccinated, still ends up testing positive that, that from everything I've gathered, that's what, you know, different people are dropping different pieces of information. That's what it sounds like this. He has to be sitting here going, especially after the series he just played against Denver. I mean, one of the most efficient series I've ever seen from a player. He's got to be sitting there going, I mean, seriously, it's the banana boat curse. Mm. Everyone who got on that damn banana boat with LeBron James down in Miami uh, has been cursed ever since. No. It's all I can come up with, but it's absolutely brutal. And honestly, and maybe people are going to get mad at me about this, but I don't know why the NBA is like still going through like the whole situation with them, with this and the protocols and everything. I, I don't know, man. It's like it's almost as if the NBA is destined to have a horrible finals matchup this year, ratings wise. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how it feels. I, and I'm sure more details will come out over the next couple of days, but it's almost like maybe he started feeling really bad or something. I I, I don't know. I I don't know, man. I just feel like you. The hamstring thing happened to him in Houston, which I think a lot of people think probably cost him a championship. I mean, it's just he's had other guys injured throughout his career that were key to his team. And now when he is arguably playing the best basketball of his career and his team is undoubtedly playing the best basketball in the playoffs, 
for him to have to miss a game or two, or I, I, I don't know how many it's going to be in the Western Conference Finals, but you, you summed it up perfectly. It is brutal, man. Brutal. Brutal. And, I, you know, if, if he's sitting there sick, it's one thing. But if he's not and he's, he's vaccinated and he feels okay and he just popped a test, that's got to be even worse. So I don't know enough about his condition, but to know how he exactly is feeling about the situation. But uh, he, he does have to feel like he's just it's, – it's never going to happen, and he is cursed. The banana boat curse. <laughs> the banana boat curse. Now, from everything I've read, because he got vaccinated, it sounds like the protocol shortens and uh, he can just like test out of it. But I mean, the Western Conference Finals start next week. So I, I don't know. It's just a crazy situation there for Chris Paul. And then the Kawhi news comes out, right? And the Clippers are playing. The Nuggets right now, as we're recording this, tied after the first quarter, but or not playing the Nuggets, the Jazz. The Clippers are playing the Jazz right now without him. And it turns out, okay, well, he's not going to play. And then it comes out, it's his ACL. And when you sprain your ACL, you tear it. And it's just, it just is to what degree, how serious it is. And it was, it was rather alarming when a bunch of people started saying, they will they'll get they'll get more images on it when the swelling goes down so they can get a clearer picture i mean it was such an unassuming play to, like are we going to lose Kawhi Leonard for like a full calendar year to a torn ACL i mean my god what is happening in this league okay you can correct me here but i've heard of someone spraining an MCL I've heard of someone spraining a PCL LCL I've never heard of anyone spraining an ACL where it wasn't totally torn and require surgery I can I I've heard of one person it was me you, you in sprained high it and didn't tear it? I partially tore didn't. my ACL yeah. in high school basketball. Like a grade two? Like, uh, tweaked it like it didn't, uh, I'd say tweet. like I tore my ACL, but it was one of those, I looked at it and it was, they're like, okay, you just they put a brace on me and they're like, you're good. <laughs> so, I mean, it, I guess it happens. Or at least I think I think I'm remembering this correctly. Yeah, but I, I've I've honestly I was thinking I was like I've never heard of anyone spraining an ACL. No, like, because when someone sprains their ACL, they always say, "Well, he tore his ACL," and normally, like you're saying, it that that surgery. thing's gone. Yeah, or That's, it's barely hanging on, and it's pretty much gone. Yeah, I I don't know, and maybe it's I don't know a whole heck of a lot about it. Um, it, it seems like it's one that they almost always fix if there's like, if you've got a grade two, at least, you know, grade three is like totally gone. Right. So if it's that swollen and it's an ACL, he ain't playing for a while. 
a no. sprained MCL is like six weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, playoff P, baby. He's got to step up. He's got to get to work. They're down 43-36 in the second quarter as we record this. But who – I'm confused. Who on the Jazz used to play for the Thunder? Is there anyone that I'm not thinking of? You're trying to find who the who the Thunder former player Thunder gonna... player will win a championship if the Jazz win? Yeah, because there's, there's always a former Thunder player that wins a championship somewhere else. I don't think they have any former Thunder guys, right? I don't think so. Which means they just they can't win a championship. Right. Isn't that how that works? I think so. That's our theory. Yeah, I'm looking at the roster right now. Oh, Ilyasova. There was a brief uh, moment. Does that count? Does that count? Because remember the Ooh. trade from Philly? Ah, he was balling too whenever they traded him. Hmm. Uh, I got that. It counts. He was a Thunder. Had him under contract, right? Mm-hmm. So there you go. <laughs> Your theory Boom. still holds up. Man, there that was is. that was good podcasting right there. <laughs> um, LeBron did come out and say something, right? That that made a bunch of waves. Just added to the NBA madness. Put that thread of tweets out there, basically telling the NBA, "I told y'all, I told you so. I told you this would happen." It, it is starting to feel like, and and I never really feel bad for the basketball guys because I mean, it it's not as physical as football. It's a lot. It's a lot more physical than people think it is, but it ain't as brutal as the sport we played. But it does feel like the condensed season and the quick turnaround from the bubble. It, it's taken a toll. I saw that if if Chris Paul misses a game, and obviously that's a different circumstance, but that that will be that will mean that nine All Stars will have missed a playoff game this season. Nine. Yeah. Well. Um... I don't know. It's it's fascinating. Uh, I don't know exactly. James Harden, for example. It's hard to lie blame at the feet of a shortened, condensed season whenever a guy purposely showed up out of shape as hell to his team's training camp in the beginning of the season. You know, I don't think uh, anyone's so, feeling bad for Harden right now. Right. Um, you know, there, there's definitely a lot of guys hurt. Chris Paul's not necessarily hurt right now, but I mean, Kevin Durant tore his ACL or not ACL, excuse me, uh, Achilles tendon in a normal year. Um, um, I, I don't know. I, I think it's easy to just lay blame on that, but here's the other end of it. What did you want the NBA to do? Like not play? Like not generate revenue that you guys get paid off of? I mean, come on. You've got the owners in a position where, you know, LeBron makes $45 million a year. You got to generate revenue. And not to mention, most of the season was a lot of the teams were totally closed down as far as having fans. I mean, 
who knows what happens if they don't don't play and don't get some of that TV revenue. The players are the ones that are going to feel that. Is everyone okay with taking a massive, massive pay cut? Well, of course not. They just want to keep all of the massive contracts and do less, which I can't blame them. That's all everyone wants to do, myself included, is to make more money and do less. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, ultimately, you've you've got a players' association, right? I mean, in the the there were negotiations, like those conversations took place. So, I don't know. This is a league that is all about stars, and and I went back and looked at the All NBA teams, and on the first team, Giannis is still playing. The rest of the All NBA first team is not. Jokic, Steph, Luka, all eliminated. Kawhi, ACL. You look at the second team, Dame Lillard and Julius Randle, eliminated. LeBron, eliminated because Anthony Davis got hurt. Joel Embiid and the 76ers just blew a massive lead to the Hawks and lost in game five. He is playing hurt. And Chris Paul's in the COVID protocol. Third team All-NBA. Gobert and Paul George playing. Look at those two go. Jimmy Butler, Bradley Beal, eliminated. Kyrie, ankle. So four, as of right now, four of the 15 guys on the All-NBA teams are playing. But only two hurt. Kawhi and Kyrie, right? Kawhi. And Kyrie, yes. And, you know, LeBron. But you, I'm just saying, the, the only reason yeah. I brought that up is you, you've you been saying that the ratings, the ratings, yeah. the NBA, they may have a playoff problem. When you look at the lack of stars, like the best players in the league, which is what the all-NBA team is supposed to be. Now, Durant's not on it because he was injured most of the year. But that's or not most of the year, but missed a lot of games. But you just look at it from that standpoint and go, man, I mean, four out of the 15 are available right now, and that includes Embiid, who I don't think is really close to 100%. Like, that's insane. When you think about it, that's like half the quarterbacks. And I know this how the yeah. playoffs, maybe that's not the best comparison, but it's like you get to the playoffs and all the big-name quarterbacks just aren't in it. Well, I mean, it's it weird. Here's one of the problems that the NBA has created for themselves. Even in the NFL, if you had the quarterbacks down in the playoffs, most NFL fans are a fan of a team, right? not a fan of a player. The NBA, with guys moving around everywhere, you've got a bunch of fans of players, not nearly as many fans of teams. That creates a, a massive problem whenever you get into a situation like this. Can you? The league is going to just if it's the Jazz and the Bucks, or I mean, even and Donovan even, Mitchell's banged up too. Like he's not a hundred percent. I mean, I would Conley's say the, still out for the Jazz. Like the Bucks are probably maybe even a better ratings pull than Atlanta or Philly. Atlanta and Philly are terrible ratings pools. Hey, 
I'd love to see Trey Young in it. I I think that would be fantastic. But Philly's no. Trey Young just I think he just dropped thirty nine in that comeback win. So that's a they were down by twenty six. By the way, so they're up three two. They're up three two. Um, Philly just dropped a twenty six point lead at home against the I Hawks. Embiid looked like the most miserable SOB I've ever seen in my life in game four. I can't imagine what he looked like at the end of that game if they dropped that big of a lead. He was spectacular. Again, 37. Uh, 30, it, it was not an Embiid problem. 37 and 13. <laughs> he was two wow. for four from three. Curry had 36 and they lost like they blew a 26 point lead, Ted. Now good for Trey Young. We're this this is a Trey Young podcast, right? But my God, Philly, figure it out. Wow. Brutal. Wow. Okay. Let's move on to winners and losers. But first, do you own a business? If you do, do you need Insurica in your life? Insurica is one of the country's largest insurance brokers with 30 offices throughout Oklahoma, Texas, and the Southwest. Insurica is able to customize programs by accessing the latest information from many insurance carriers. They compare and contrast coverage offerings and pricing in order to design a cost-effective comprehensive program to meet your business's specific needs. Insurica's clients become best-in-class businesses by working with Insurica's team of advisors to manage risk. Purchasing insurance is only one way to protect your business. Best-in-class businesses win by avoiding a loss in the first place. If your business partners with Insurica, you'll save huge amounts of money and take back control of your total cost of risk. I'm an Insurica client, and you should be too. If your business wants to be best in class, connect with Insurica at Insurica.com. That's I-N-S-U-R-I-C-A.com. And make sure you connect with our friends at Advanced Weight Loss Clinic of Sand Springs. They'll help you execute a realistic and achievable weight loss plan designed for you and only you. They've got all kinds of treatments for men and women. They're licensed and trained experts. Come on, diet and exercise with hormone therapies to maximize your results. If you're struggling with low libido or low energy, Advanced Weight Loss Clinic of Sand Springs can help with that too. They also offer Botox and fillers. To get on the path to losing weight, call 918-241-LOSE or visit their Facebook page. If you mention the podcast, you will get a free fat burner injection. All right, Ted, as always, kick us off. Who do you have as your winner of the week? My winner of the week is Authentic Mexican Food Trucks. Okay, you you have my interest. Continue. Uh, Shelby Houlihan, okay, the reigning 1,500 and 5,000-meter champion for the U.S. is banned from the Olympic Games and competing in the world champions uh, championships, I believe, until like 2026. Um, she tested positive for Nandrolone. And she claims she tested positive because 10 hours before her test, she ate a pork burrito from an authentic Mexican food truck in Oregon. She says that after doing research, she's found out that after eating pork, people can test positive for Nandrolone, which is a banned substance. And my guess is everyone out there saying, 
I'm eating burritos, baby, pork burritos. If I'm going to get something that's uh, good enough to be a banned sub- substance from the World Anti-Doping Agency, let's go. That sounds like something people are going to put in their diet. I saw this. Are we? Does she think we're going to believe that? I think so. How much pork, how many pork burritos would one have to consume to have enough nandrolone, nandrolone in, in one system? I mean, like, seriously, Shelby? The okay, I will say this. are fascinating whenever it comes to failing drug tests. Okay, I will say this. Can you imagine being this woman who... I believe I read holds like a couple U.S. records yeah. in you know middle hundred and five thousand. Yep. Yeah, middle distance running. I don't know if that's the right term, but can you imagine how infuriating it would be if it was actually because of the pork burrito? I know. I know that that's got to be the craziest thing, and you know who knows if any of these crazy excuses that we've heard throughout the years are true or not. No one ever believes them, whether they're whether it is or isn't. But there's someone somewhere that's out there, like, no, 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 no. I swear, it was a burrito. It was a burrito. I would be like at that food truck the next day in a full hazmat suit taking samples. Okay, but apparently the Olympic uh, anti-doping committee heard her. Um, her excuse, her, her testimony and said, uh, no, you're banned. I, I, I really hope she just cheated honestly, because it would be devastating if it was actually from the burrito. It'd be horror. Yeah. That would be, that would be, I send someone down a deep path of depression that they'd never escape. Keeve Nachman, PhD, is quoted in this article about this saying, Nandrolone, Nandrolone, however you say it, is not approved for use in any food animal, noting that it's illegal to use any steroid hormones in pig production. We use them in cattle and sheep, and that's it. The only way it would be there is if it occurred naturally, and I don't know that that's the case you also Hmm. feel like and i you feel like it would be a small amount and would that not be cooked out of the meat i I don't know but hey start piling up at the the authentic mexican food trucks if you think you can get uh little bit of a roid boost let's get jacked let's get jacked how about some burritos all right i did i was so curious as to where you were taking that when you (laughs) said i was like what okay okay who do you have as your loser of the week it's major league baseball pitchers is this not the funniest thing you've ever seen in your whole entire life essentially what because of major league baseball stepping up this um, they're going after pitchers using foreign substances to help them get grip 
a, a better grip on the baseball. Something that is clearly illegal, clearly defined in the rules as illegal. You cannot use anything in order to uh, enhance your grip on the baseball, okay? So what's happened here is they've said that they're just going to step up production or step up uh, enforcement, excuse me. And what happens, essentially every baseball player or every pitcher in Major League Baseball instantly uh, admits that they've been cheating and is actually pissed off at Major League Baseball for enforcing a rule. It is the damnedest thing I've ever seen in my whole entire life. It would be like all of the uh, track athletes being pissed off that the Olympics finally decided to start testing for uh, steroids, which are illegal. It's amazing. It's fascinating. Uh, A pitcher even blamed his injury on the fact that they're not letting him cheat anymore, saying that he's got to grip the ball differently than he did before, and now he's, he's injured because of it. They look like total idiots, in my opinion. Yeah, and it seems like seems like some of the some of the stats are starting to change, right? It seems like we're going to see some, some more runs scored. I was watching; I think I was just watching Sports Center, and it was just like a highlight reel of curveballs just being hung in the middle of the plate, and guys just <laughs> blasting them Dude. to the moon. I was like, "Oh, oh my!" So it is. It's. Something that it's definitely gonna change the game. So I I don't know. I'm with you, and I I guess they're if you get caught with it now, you get like a ten game ban, ten days That's suspension of money. Pay. Yeah, I guess it's like a two. Uh, a, it's it's essentially a two game ban, but yeah, I like don't a know how start. They, yeah, yeah. two start, but I don't know how they get compensated. Do they get compensated by start or by game? I don't know, but. Either way, big it's, chunk it's, of change. It's significant. So, yeah. I mean, here's the thing, though. If you're a pitcher and you're this worried about it, they still have to catch you with it, right? So, I mean. Be more discreet. Be more discreet, I guess. It's. I think it's so funny, though, that they're all mad at Major League Baseball. They're not – they're not like embarrassed that they've been cheating. They're mad that they're going to start enforcing the rule. And I love some of the hitters, but even some of the hitters, Pete Alonzo said what I consider to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard in the history of sports, that he would rather the pitchers keep using the substances. So he doesn't get hit with a baseball. <laughs> What the, hell? Man. what the hell is he talking about? Yeah, I'd rather just go ahead and continue to strike out left and right. No big deal. Not be able to hit the baseball uh, than get hit with it. I'd rather what that thing keep spinning like crazy, baby. Yeah. You know, it, it shows his concern was striking out. Just strike out 15 times, then hit a home run. And here's the other thing. He's wearing more gear than a middle linebacker in the NFL now whenever he steps into the box with shin guards and elbow pads and and wrist blockers and all that stuff that they've got on now. So I I was amazed that a hitter actually said that. That was 
just as crazy. The the best quote about this entire thing was the video of Pedro Martinez going around from MLB Network. He's talking about this whole thing, and uh, I believe the quote was, I dictate how my balls to or how I want my balls to be rubbed up, I believe was the uh was was the phrasing that our man Pedro used. So you know, sometimes the uh the baseball lingo doesn't translate over as good as you would think. I dictate how I want my balls to be rubbed up. Agree. Totally agree, Pedro. Guys, spring is here and you know what that means. It is hard seltzer season, baby. And there's only one hard seltzer that we drink on this podcast, and that is Will and Wiley Hard Seltzer from Coop Works. It's perfect for any occasion. We drink it by the pool, at the lake, and at the tailgate. It's made in Oklahoma, and it is absolutely delicious. One of the Wileys customized for the Oklahoma lifestyle. Go find it right now in a store near you, and go follow them on social media at, at Will and Wiley. If you're drinking some because of us, tag them. Let them know. Ted, for my winner of the week, Thought about going with LaMelo Ball. When's the last time you thought about LaMelo Ball? Uh, it's been a while, but... You know, had a really a good year season. in Charlotte, yeah. right? Had the wrist injury, missed some time, but I will give respect where it's due. That man had so many haters. He ends up having a really nice rookie year there for the Hornets. Averaged 15, 5, and 6. Shot the three much better than a lot of people thought that he would, especially some of those videos we saw of him playing over in Australia. Showed he's got a special gift for passing the basketball and ends up winning rookie of the year and deserved it. I mean, how about that? You know, honestly, the the ball kids seem like good dudes. Seem like good good teammates, good basketball players. It's their dad that was a total idiot for so long that it made everyone on the planet hate the boys. Uh, and now that that's faded, playing some pretty good basketball. Nice. I mean, LeVar was a lot, than- but he clearly did something right. He did. He did. But- did you ever hear him tell how he potty trained his sons by the time they were like, eight months old or something like that. I need to call him and get this figured out for the, for this son I'm about to have. He says he'd wake him up in the middle of the night, take him in, put him on the toilet seat. And when they, their butt hit the cold toilet seat, they'd pee instantly. And he did that every night with them. That's how he potty trained. Them. I don't know if it's true, but for some reason I remember that story. If it, if it gets bad down the line, maybe I'll give that a try. Thanks for I also I thought about going with Tua Tungavailoa as my winner of the week, and I know that sounds weird. He has the horrible practice, right? Throws five interceptions Whew. in the pouring rain. Everyone is talking about it. Dolphins fans are freaking out. But Teddy, there was there was one very very large criticism we had of his play last year, and that was the fact that he would not only would he not throw the ball down the field, he wouldn't even look. At verticals. So the fact that he's he's taking some chances, I'm going to choose the uh, the optimism route, and I'm going to say, well, look, at least he's trying to push the ball down the field. That He could be the winner of the week because that, that seems like growth. Now, uh, he'll learn what throws he can and can't make, pushing it down the field, and he'll 
hopefully you stop throws throwing it to the other team if you're a Dolphins fan, but maybe it's growth just hey. disguised in a really, really ugly way. I'll say this. He's a winner in my book. He's got a hell of a defense on the other side. I guess that's one way to no look kidding. at it. <laughs> okay, but my my winner of the week, and it they're they're not going away just because the women's college world series is over. Oh, you softball. They are my winner of the week first because the the NCA and the NCA softball committee came out and they have heard the complaints, right? about the schedule for the Women's College World Series, all those games being jammed into such a small window. They've also heard some of the suggestions about how they can enhance the entire experience for the athletes at the Women's College World Series. Hell, they may even get a day off worked into the schedule. Now, Ted, and I I feel like that's a win for Oklahoma softball being the dominant program in the sport, it also sounds like there may be some more improvements coming to Hall of Fame Stadium. Uh, heard Patty Patty Gasso saying something about batting cages. I think Patty wants some cages there. Want so some cages, want some uh, showers, some better facilities. And I agree. If it's going to be an NCAA championship and it's going to get as many eyeballs as as they're getting, they need to give them a legitimate experience. Right, and I think that people here in Oklahoma City will take those suggestions very seriously from what I've been told, that they they are hearing this stuff and that it may not be immediate, but they will, they will continue to improve that facility to ensure that it is, it's top-notch so that when, what is it, 2035 rolls around, the NCAA doesn't want to look anywhere else for this yeah. thing. So, I but really, I, I said it's OU softball, but it, it may be Patty Gasco because she has been so outspoken recently. And, you know, heading into the tournament, during the tournament, after the tournament, it feels right now, and I'm not going to pretend I'm a softball expert, but to me, she has become the, the face of the sport. Mm-hmm. And the things she's saying are really carrying weight. I heard her on with you know Stephen A. Smith. Now, Stephen A., we had her on first, just, just letting you know. <laughs> but saying those things publicly and really pressing the NCAA and pressing all those people to get her players and the other athletes in the sport what she thinks they deserve. That's that's big time, man. I feel like she's really influencing some change in the sport. Well, you know, you never know how long your your platform is going to last. You know, they had a fantastic World Series. It I know definitely around here, but in the softball world and I think just in general sports fans uh, it had a lot of attention there for a decent amount of time, and she capitalized on that to to get her message out and to air her grievances with with what's going on there. And the right people are listening. If you know, from what whenever we had the conversation with her, you know, because she essentially said that you know, like I'm I'm doing 
podcasts now i'm i'm people are covering i'm doing radio shows like whenever she first started that didn't happen they didn't get any attention at all and you know if you would have asked her you know 10 15 years ago if she would be on one of those espn shows with with a um an anchor like Stephen A. Smith, she probably said, no way that's for, that's for college football and college basketball. Uh, so the sport is growing. She's using that platform to try and get some good change in there that I think is, is well-deserved. I'm, I'm totally with you. Also, OU softball nominated for best team at the ESPYs. What do you, you think? know what to do? You know what to do. OU fans go vote for them. Make them win. That'd be awesome if they won. That'd be yep. so cool. I agree. It's a, it's a tough battle, but that would be that'd be pretty damn cool. Okay, so for my loser of the week, I thought about going with Arizona State football because <laughs> this story is just hilarious to me. I mean, the fact that there's so much dysfunction. I guess so many people don't like Antonio Pierce there that everyone is keeping receipts of all the rules that they were breaking and recruited. Someone just presents the NCA infractions people with, I believe the term they were using was a dossier. You know, it's a lot <laughs> if they refer to it as a dossier, but basically someone ratted them out for breaking all of the recruiting rules during that 15 month dead period. And they, they, they provided all of the proof, right? Screenshots of emails, you know, pictures. They even actual had actual receipts, Airbnb stuff. Like they were, they were just acted like they could recruit like normal and it would be fine. I guess sneaking kids up stairwells, hiding them in suites during games. Ted, I mean, I know Herm Edwards is, he's all about you play to win the game. Hello? He's trying to win. Come on, game. I mean, I, I thought this was the funniest thing ever. I love it. Um, I feel bad for Arizona state, you know, by the time the NCAA gets around to actually reviewing, uh, the dossier and levying some type of, um, punishment. I think it'll be around 2030 uh, Herm Edwards and that crew will be long gone. They'll be at a, another bigger job by then, I guess, you know, who it's going to take them forever for it to even have something happen from this. Just hosted kids <laughs> on official visits during the dead period. Like nothing was happening. I just, the, I don't know if arrogance is the right word. I don't know if stupidity is the right word. Some combination of those two things to think that they could do what they did and treat some of the people within that building the way that they did and just get away with it. I mean, it's, you think Herm so gave that, that same look he gave the reporter after he said you play to win the game? You know, whenever he got presented Hello? with those, <laughs> he got presented with the, uh, the receipts, the dossier. I love it. Yeah, He's probably like, what do I care? You know, I'm just trying to win some football games. You want to fire me? That's fine. I'm out of here. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that whole thing pans out. But if you haven't read it, that story, I guess they had like a they had like a 12 passenger van driving recruits <laughs> around. <laughs> Did it was it painted on there? The Arizona State recruiting van? Is that what they were calling I, it's it? It's just 
I mean, the the story is hilarious. It's great. And more and more details keep coming out. It's it's fantastic. But my loser of the week is the USGA or the US Open, whichever one you want to pick, because US Open starts Thursday. We're all fired up about it. Tory Pines, beautiful course out there in La Jolla. Everyone's thinking about what is the Tiger in 08 went in there, you know. And there's one thing we all want to see in golf right now. One. And that is for Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau to be in the same damn group. That's all we want to see. And they had the perfect excuse to do it. All they had to say was, we are going to group the last three U.S. Open winners together. That's all they had to say. And it would have, and it would have been, it would have made sense. Now I know they have the tradition, right? The winner, you know, in the first round goes with the low amateur or goes with the U.S. amateur champ. Whatever, I don't care. We wanted one thing, Teddy, and they didn't give it to us. I, they, they failed us. The USGA failed us. They failed golf fans. I know Justin Thomas said it's about the U.S. Open. It's not about those two guys. Justin, you're wrong. Yeah, he's, he doesn't know what he's saying. He's it's, a great golfer, but he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about it's, here. It's the only thing we want to see, and they didn't give it to us. Ted, what is their problem? I don't know, but there may be one thing that's actually better than grouping them together, and I, did, I haven't seen the tee times. The thing that's better is having – uh, Brooks Kepka in the group just behind DeChambeau where because what pisses him off the most about him is how slow he plays so if he can see him like walking around the greens doing his stupid uh, equations and stuff and slow play I think Kepka would eventually just hit him to him that's that's really what we want to see would would that be one of the best moments in golf history if we got to witness not only if he hit into him, what happens if he actually hit him? Like just like on the shoulder, somewhere, somewhere safe, not in the head, but maybe like right in the middle of his back. <laughs> Square in the back with the driver as he's just, walking oh. down the fairway. Uh, that would be fantastic. Now, I did. Did you see that fight on the uh, um, the the qualifying tour? What is it? The with the corn fairy? Yeah. Did you hear about that fight? There that was, a was fight. on the cor- I saw the I saw a video of a golf fight. That was on the corn fairy tour. Yeah, Monday on a qualifying round, there was a a fight. A golfer and his dad got arrested. <laughs> it was great. So, hey, we're golf is slowly becoming a contact sport. I love it. Let's let's Hey, who do you like the open, right? So, I looked up the I looked up the pairings for DeChambeau. He's playing with the U.S. Amateur champ, and he's playing with Matsuyama. So that's it's actually a good group, even though him. What and time Kepka did they tee been. off? I I didn't look at the didn't times. I looked at the groupings, but I can I hope, find it for you. I hope Kepka's right behind him. That would be, I mean, that'd be truly amazing. But I've also it's got Kepka is with. Colin Morikawa and Justin Thomas. So that's a that's a fun group. 
So that'll be that'll be the one that everyone's probably watching. But you look at the odds. John Rahm, the favorite at plus 950. DeChambeau, Dustin Johnson, Xander Shoffley, all at 17 to 1. Kepka 18 to 1. Rory 19 to 1. Speed 23 to 1. Phil all the way down at 60 to 1. So maybe you go Phil. That's that's some serious value. But Ted, it it, it feel it feels like it's Rom's time. Right. It uh, he does. had the weird he, he had the, he's won at Tory Pines before. He had the weird situation at the memorial where he was gonna win that golf tournament. And heading into the memorial, he had four top tens in six tournaments. The guy he's just red hot. And I know that I guess you call it a layoff, the break, whatever you want to call it, but it, it just feels like it feels like he's playing the best golf out of anyone, but you, you never know what's going to happen. He hadn't won a major. He's going to win one eventually, but man, it, it does feel like this is lining up well for him if he feels like he's where he needs to be. I think Rom will win it. That's not who I would bet on. I would bet on Phil to win it at 60 to 1. Um, there's uh, a sentimental piece to that. Uh, I thought it was awesome whenever. Uh, he won recently. That was that was fantastic. Uh, he knows that course really well. He spent a lot of time out there playing it and prepping for it. Um, I know that he's got the confidence back, knowing that he can actually get it done. So at sixty to one, I'd bet Phil. He's he's long off the tee. Uh, he's got a fantastic short game. And he's great on the greens. I mean, he's still got all of the tools that you need. You know, he's a long shot. I agree. But at 60 to 1, I'd take those odds. Phil at 61. I, I like Colin Marikawa also. Marikawa feels great. like a guy that could win this. If I had to... I. I'd put him in some, I'd put him and Rom in some sort of, you know, top 10 type situation or top five, if you can find a book with that and parlay those two guys, because those two guys feel like they are destined to have a good week there, uh, there, Tory Pines. I'd be interested to see what the course setup is. You know, I think, I think DeChambeau could have a decent run at it, depending what the course looks like. If it's, if it's a, like if they've got the rough to where it's absolutely brutal, um, it's going to be hard for him. But you know, sometimes it's hard to get it in that type of condition. And if it's not, his length is going to give him a, a great opportunity. Speed will not finish in the top fifty. Really, even though he's been playing so uh, had all those top tens this year, not in the top fifty. Uh, uh-uh. he's going to be terrible. He may not make the cut. Speed, I'll say it right now, speed will not make the cut. First of all, I love how you say speed <laughs> speed instead of speed. I don't how know it's why you because it sounds stupid. Uh don't like him. Well he won't make the cut. I'm gonna add to uh your uh fire over there and <laughs> Kepka is not right behind uh Shambo. I'm sorry. DeChambeau's group teeing off 114 p.m. 
on the first and Kepka's teeing off at he's got an early one, it looks like. Kepka at seven twenty-nine AM on the tenth. Uh, I was hoping maybe they put him on the tenth to where they're gonna be that'd like, be sweet rounding through. No, that there's good. Hey, it's not over yet, though. There could be some fireworks. They could be up there around the top of the leaderboard and get a. I mean, we don't necessarily want them paired together on Thursday. We want them paired together on Sunday. That would be amazing. And it's going to happen. Note, It'll happen at some point. Let's hope. Let's hope for golf because it's all we want to see. Damn it. USGA. Episode 121 in the books. We'll have a new podcast. It'll drop Monday morning. Just a reminder, you can hear Teddy from 2 to 6 on Sports Talk 1400. And you can hear me from 3 to 5 on Sirius XM Big 12 Radio Channel 375. Hope you all have a great week and a great weekend. Until next time, we appreciate you all for listening. And do what you always do, Oklahoma. Take care of each other. Just one more time.